This is a Rooster Teeth production. Apparently, Jeff is like Barbara to my Discord. Anytime Barbara turns her camera on, my Discord crashes. And I saw Jeff what? turn his camera on and my Discord crashed. Well, I was hanging out with Barb earlier, so maybe that... Maybe yeah, well, I, gotta, I gotta think maybe that it's just Discord in general and not these people that you're no, ascribing it's, this No, it's specific to. people. It's every time it's Barbara. And it was fine when you turned yours on, Eric. I saw you. Jeff turned his on and my Discord crashed. Tough. I'll, I'll say I'll say this. One of our one of us has a much better camera than the other two, and it's me. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> my fucking camera looks uh, like shit. All oh, the time. okay. I was like, are you serious? I looks thought like you were I'm, serious. Looks like I'm. Looks like I'm skyping in from 2014. Yeah, you got like a real Ted Kaczynski kind of look. Are you like Are you telling me that Jeff's tech setup is still fucked up after over two years and it's still not good? <laughs> It's not fucked up. It's just not good. I mean, the audio good. works. That's really all I I'm need just using for. the fucking camera that comes with my iMac. Oh, great. <laughs> good God. I got another one right here. Just nobody ever set it up. I got one of these things. Yeah, who would do that, right? Who would set it up? I mean, we never sent anyone to set up the computer or the camera uh -huh. in your house. Uh -huh. uh, if we had, it would be set up. Yeah, that's, that, that's sad. Anyway, uh, this is episode. I don't like. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought we started. We did. No, we're did on, we're we, this none is of this we're is going. usable. This is, this is it. This I is, don't like. This is the podcast. I don't like doing these from home. I don't like it's the energy they, it produces. It's so hot outside, dude. It's We're having to pre-tape this because you're busy next week. So we can't that is true, do it yeah. in the morning. So we're having to record it at the heat of the day, 4.35 p.m. in Austin. Luckily, it's actually not 110 outside right now. Today's a cool Austin summer day. It's only 95 outside. And the thought of drinking a hot Americano at 435 in the afternoon at 95 degrees outside. No, I was not doing it. I'm not afraid to be the baby on this one. No, I was. That's no. why you embrace iced coffee. No, it's refreshing. It cools you down on a hot, shitty day. No, it's way too hot outside. Also, in your defense, we just had the hottest seven days in the history of Austin. It is so brutal outside. I, <laughs> it rained in South Austin last night, and I was so jealous of everyone who lived in South. It stopped at the river. I don't know how the rain knew. Yeah. It stopped in South Austin. It was only down there. I got all the thunder and lightning and zero rain. It was so fucking annoying. The, the wind was cool last night, so that yeah, was nice. Yeah, but it was, it was like nice out. Like, yeah. did you go outside? It was it like I just sat out back for probably like an hour and a half last night because it was like the lightning was going off, but it was just nice out. It was I, nice. I, I, and I have not. I, we, we haven't had a nice day in a long time. I wish I could have. I was icing my balls last <laughs> night. <laughs> I was. Uh, they weren't feeling so good. Do you have a bag of frozen peas with you right now in your lap? Not not with me right now. I'm, I'm not icing right now. I'm, I'm trying to wean off the icing. I've been meaning to ask, because you keep talking about the frozen peas, and then we can get right into the podcast. Um, this is it. We're in it. <laughs> good morning, Gus. Good morning, Eric. Uh, it's not morning. Afternoon. Beautiful. Um, you keep talking about the frozen peas. Have you eaten any of the frozen peas yet that you've used? No. So what I have is I have two bags of frozen peas and a bag of chunky frozen mango. What brands? And I'm just rotate. Like H-E-B brand, I think. Okay. Like Hill Country is. Fair? Hill Country Fair, probably. Okay, okay. And so I'm just rotating through them. And uh, there, none of it will ever be consumed. I mean, A, it's just, it's been resting on my dick and balls for eight mm. hours, 12 hours a day. Uh, but also, it gets real mushy as it as it uh, thaws out, Dude. and I don't think that it's edible. Are you point. not a fan of mushy peas? I'm not, I'm okay with mushy. I'm, I'm okay with thawed out cooked mushy peas. I'm not probably as into thawed out frozen, thawed out frozen, thawed out frozen on my junk. But peas. we should have done like froze them, thaw them out on your junk, make some mushy peas, have a good dinner, and then just have another bag of uh, peas ready to go. Well, if you if I can prepare the peas for y'all. If you guys want the peas. As the kids say nowadays, mushy peas slap. <laughs> is that what this podcast is? Did, <laughs> Hello, did fellow you kids. Just, did you, when you learned that yesterday? I learned it this morning. <laughs> Are you serious? No, 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 God. Uh, hey, oh dude, God. What, part of my job is making TikToks. I've, uh, I, I got to keep up with the slingo, with the, with the lingo. Slingo! <laughs> slingo! <laughs> That, that's the okay, new hang on. That, all right, that's, 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 that's all right. There's slingo. our first shirt. <laughs> Got to keep, keep up with the slingo. The slingo. <laughs> the slingo. Thank yeah. you. Uh, oh, man. No cap. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. 
I have a feeling this podcast just entered its flop era. Yeah, see, I can do it too. There, I was, I was driving around the other day. And uh, uh, I was down in, I don't remember why I was down there, but I was down like in the South Austin area. And I drove by where, I don't know if you remember, uh, Jeff, like way down off of 35, south of Ben White, uh, east of 35. There used to be like a Walmart and Sam's Club over there. Yeah, on the hill. Yeah, right yeah, off like, the interstate. Up on the hill, like just it's east of 35. Just, ju- it's between Stasny and Ben, ben White. White. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about how a long time ago, we looked at that building. Like after it stopped being a Walmart and Sam's Club, we looked at that building and thought about moving in there as like a, a studio space. Do you remember when we toured like that empty Walmart slash Sam's Club and we were like, yeah, we can make this work. We we're like, we could rent an old Walmart and make a studio out of it. Yeah, I do. I feel like that that was a period of time when we toured every warehouse in the city of Austin. Dude, there was, you remember like that condemned building on South Congress just north of Ben White that was like next to a bar. What was it? It was next to like D and Jim's. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we toured, it was, it looked like a set out of a movie where <laughs> there's like a bunch of homeless people doing drugs. And we were looked at that building. And we we're like, yes, we could, we could fix this. We could move our offices here. Like we were desperate. We were looking at every <laughs> building that had free space in the city of Austin, trying to find a place to move our studio to. Eric, it was so bad. It was it was so bad that we literally went upstairs and there was a homeless camp in the upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> there were like dudes in sleeping bags looking at us like, what the fuck are you doing in my bedroom? Yeah, we may have to evict you, sir. Sorry. I, there's something there now. I, I drove by that the other day, too. It's where yeah. that like that building's gone. There's like a smoke shop or something next to it. I think the yeah, building's gone. They built something new there. Yeah, they, they tore it down. It was. Yeah, it was downside. Like it's it, is D and Jim's even still there. You and I went there once to D and Jim's like way like 20, 25 years ago. I don't <laughs> think it is. I don't think it is. D and Jim's um, was like this little dive bar. And uh, there was those back when Jeff and I wanted to go to every bar in the city of Austin. Yeah. And it was like we drove by D and Jim's forever. Like wait, like way down South Congress, just north of uh Ben White, and we were like, oh, this looks like a little hole in the wall. Let's go in here. Uh, so we parked and uh, walked in, and it was one of those places that the bartender had an ice chest behind the bar filled with cans of beer, and one of the walls was filled with koozies that had the names of the regulars in marker written on them. So you walk, we walked in. They didn't know who we were. We didn't have a koozie. And they were like, what the fuck do you want? We are like, uh, uh. Lone Star, you know, we just sat there very quietly, drank our one beer and left. And we were like, yeah, we were not welcome there. Like we did not have a koozie. This was not a place for us. I, uh, it is. Sorry. I just did some searching and I found a video posted on January 1st, 2008. That is D and Jim's bar on South Congress in Austin, Texas. And it is exactly what you're describing shot on an, what looks like an iPhone two. Like, man, (laughs) this is. Holy shit, you, you found a, this place is nuts. It is rare that Gus will uh, present a memory that will I will line up with like exactly 100%. <laughs> but I, I it, it, that you nailed it, dude. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. I remember, I remember thinking like, what do we got to do to get a koozie? And then looking around the place and realizing it's, it, it, we, we never will. No. Like no. it's just, and it was what, there are some, every once in a while you walk in, it was kind of like in, uh, it's kind of like when Pee Wee walks into the biker bar mm. and <laughs> Big Adventure and the record scratches and everybody turns around, you know, it was definitely that kind of moment. And it, it was one of those ones that goes from unfriendly and you can see it slowly ratcheting to hostile and you try to like find the exit in somewhere in between there while still drinking your beer. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was not a place we ever returned to. I don't know. I don't know if that place is even still there anymore, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was one of the, one of the more interesting places we went to that place and GNS lounge. GNS lounge was not hostile, (laughs) but we had, it was for other people. (laughs) It was for other people. We, we saw like some crazy movie type stuff at GNS lounge. GNS lounge is also is on South first, like close to Old Torf, just South of Old Torf. And, um, Real hole in the wall. There's a, like a liquor store next to GNS Lounge, right? Or the, what is that? Or is it a, it's a, there's a, there's a, like if you're looking at it from the front, there's like a, a pawn shop to the right now. But to the left, was it a liquor store? It used to be Buenos Aires Cafe, but they oh, moved over to yeah. South, to East 6th Street. Because back when I used to, I, I was on an empanada kick for a few years and I would always go to that Buenos Aires. Yeah. Um, Eric, he's not kidding. It was, I mean, it was a fucking awesome place to drink. It's a Super great cool. kind of fun yeah. dive bar. And the bartender, the, the dude that owned it was really cool and was really friendly. And there was like an old pool table and it was, it was good vibes inside. But one night Gus and I walked out 
I think it, I think you were there. I think it was you and I. Yeah, it was you uh, and me. <laughs> walked out, it walked out, and there was a dude with a monkey wrench in his hand, like threatening another guy, like he was going to beat him to death with a giant rusty monkey wrench. And the other guy goes, "Motherfucker, I'll be right back." And he walks over to his not in a hurry, like the, like he's afraid the guy's going to hit him in the back of the head. Opens up his trunk of like a Ford LTD, and he pulls out a giant metal chain that he starts swinging around around. his fucking head and they were about to get it on. Neither person was backing down. It was happening and Gus and I got the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, we just like looked at each other and made like a beeline for our car. We got like, we got to get out of here. We do not, because like we talked about before, we'd been at, in hairy situations at the back room and it was like, this is like a riot escalation type thing. (laughs) We just got to get out of here. You don't want to catch any shrapnel in that situation. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was a great bar. I think oh Giannis Lounge is actually still there. It is. I think it is. I, yeah. I just yeah. looked it up. Like, when people talk about old Austin, like, oh, what Austin is, what Austin used to be, this is the this is my Austin. It's all south of the river. All yeah. of, like, uh, the... That, dude, that's how it feels to me. It feels like everything north yeah. of the river is, like, oh, this is, like, north Austin. And it's, like, this is downtown. But, like, when people talk about, like, yeah, this place is crazy, this place is weird, it's, like, the little, you know, six, eight-block area of downtown, and then everything south. It feels like everything, like, east, west, and north are, like, null. It's all that, like, you're talking about this GNS lounge and, like, all this other stuff. It's all south. Like, all of it. We can give you some norths (laughs) if you want. (laughs) Well, 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 specifically, like, this is something we we touched on in the episode we recorded at Batch, where, like, the east side was really not... You know, we, people really didn't go there for a long time. It's only fairly recently yeah. with gentrification that you start to see, like, a lot of stuff popping up there. I feel like, it. you know, it really wasn't – there wasn't much to it back then. I mean, well, not much that people went to. There, there was, you know, we hung out definitely on the east side. You know, I don't know. We used to hang out with people over on the east side who would, like, brew their own beer up over off of, like, Cesar Chavez and Springdale. Yeah, when when we were hanging on the east side like that, this is before the days of, like, Rio Rita and Liberty yeah. and Shangri-La and, and, like, the coolification of the east side. Yeah. Although we hung out there as well, too. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think and I think also back then, early on, when we first, when Jeff and I both first moved here, we lived south of the river. We lived off of Riverside, which is a crazy part of Austin to me because... You know, normally when you go to uh, a city, like waterfront property is super expensive. It's like really built out condos and rich people living there. But you remember the damp apartment I lived in? I think we talked about this briefly before, uh-huh. but it's like I, I lived in that damp apartment where it's like you walked out from the apartment complex and crossed the street and you were on the water. Like it's it's yeah. the Oracle headquarters now. You know, it's like it's it, yeah, like Oracle built their headquarters down there. But it's like for the long time, it's like I lived there because it was the cheapest apartment I could find in Austin. And it was right on the river. That's just the way it was. Yeah, some of the shittiest apartments in Austin were on Ladybird Lake or Town Lake back then, right there east of Riverside, for sure. That is weird. It was wild. And it's still like, yeah. Yeah, and then even like uh, west of 35, like out <laughs> by what used to be the Joe's Crab Shack and all that shit, mm-hmm. uh, like there used to be the, all those really rundown apartments just west of there, but they bulldozed all of those. And they like rebuilt them as like luxury, quote unquote, luxury apartments. Now all that's really, really different as well. We used to go over there. Remember, you you were going to go yeah. there. That was going to be your next story, yeah, wasn't it? We knew you someone. Go right ahead. We knew someone over there who who lived over in those apartments that got bulldozed, like west of. I don't know. It's like Cidercade now, right? Is what it is. Uh, that used to be mm-hmm. like a Joe's Crab Shack, and I don't remember. It used to be some other shit before that. It was a Landry's. It was a Landry's seafood before it was Joe's. That's right. Over there, there's like those uh, apartments, and uh, before you know, back when they were. They were shittier. We knew someone who lived over there. And for a while, when Jeff and I worked at the call center, we tried to like supplement our income by like doing uh, IT work on the side. Mm -hmm. Just like whatever, like if we knew people who needed help, like setting up a a, like a small network or, you know, fixing computers or whatever, like, you know, we'd show up and we'd we'd help people out, you know, charge them a little bit of money. It's an easy way to like get a little extra spending cash. It was never like a formal business or anything. It was just like friends of friends and stuff like that. And we got stiffed most of the time and didn't get paid. Yes. <laughs> and specifically with the person we knew over there by that, what Cidercade now, like paid us once and then never paid us again. She had a, a small business. What was the business that she did? I don't remember what the business she did was. I mean, I can say it. Uh, it's is what it was called. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. They're not around anymore, I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, we used to help them with tons of IT stuff. So she lived over there. We helped her with some of her personal uh, computer stuff, but her business was over like just east of 35 off of like 
between 6th and 7th Street. There's like that little brick office complex there, uh, just east of 35. Another building that we toured and came very close to moving into, actually. Yeah, it was a little small for what we needed. But her main office was over there, and we used to go and do all kinds of stuff, set up computers and all kinds of things. And yeah, she's, she fucking stiffed us. She owed us like 600 bucks. She never paid us, mm-hmm. which is I, I saw, a lot of money. I remember her name. <laughs> I, I know her name I too. I won't say that, but yeah. But yeah, she uh, we she had an apartment over there, I remember, and she got, she, she to her credit, back when it was next to impossible, she got a virus on a Mac and that was a fucking problem for Gus and I to fix. I remember that. Dude, that was tough. Do you remember also like, uh, we had to help. She wanted like a CD burner and set up in one of her uh, computers at her office. And Todd Rundgren's greatest <laughs> hits, baby. This was back when it's like CD burners were really expensive. And we had to get like the scuzzy CD burner and, uh, you know, set it up and get it all. So we bought like a brand new CD burner, set it up in her computer. And like when we plugged it in and booted the computer up, there was already a CD in this supposed quote unquote brand new CD burner we had just bought. And it was a burned copy of Todd Rundgren's greatest hits. <laughs> That was in this brand new CD burner that we bought on Newegg. By the way, that's where we got it from. I remember that, and it came with a free Todd Rundgren greatest hits burn. Yeah, yeah, that was weird because like that's back when like the CD burner was a scuzzy device. Remember that we had to like make sure there was like a scuzzy controller and plug all that shit in. Now it's like, first of all, who fucking needs a CD burner? Who fucking needs an optical drive? Second of all, yeah, that's all much much easier to do, much quicker to do nowadays. Thirdly, who the fuck likes Todd Rundgren? Yeah, I'm. Hello, it's me. Is a okay song, dude. I I could. I don't know if I could name. Three Todd Rundgren songs. Dang. I certainly was amazed to find out he had greatest hits, not just hits. Or hits, even. <laughs> Todd Rundgren, hit. <laughs> what do you mean? He had? Didn't he have bang on the drum all day? Remember that one? Was that him? He doesn't want to work. He just wants to bang on the drum all day. That was Todd Rundgren? I'm pretty sure that's Todd Rundgren. See, I don't even fuck- that CD. I don't even know. Yeah, you could have been listening to Todd Rundgren we right now. never even listened to the CD. We threw it away. We just tossed no! it away. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it could have been your weekend anthem. Another thing that we did in that period that has been referenced 1,000 times through the history of Rooster Teeth and content is uh, at that, we were doing, we were setting up a network at that place that one day, there was a scale and Gus and I weighed our fists. (laughs) (laughs) And my fist weighs two pounds and Gus's fist weighs one pound and fuck Gus. You were pushing down on that scale. I got got double, I got double the fist weight, dude. (laughs) How do you know how you bones. do that? How do you weigh just your... That's what I contend to this day. Like you were pushing down on that. You, you, the only way to weigh it is to cut like your hand board. off. <laughs> cut your hand off and put it on the scale. That's the only way you know for sure. Sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, there, we uh, we had a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> I think we were waiting for something to download. We're like, oh, look, there's a postal scale. Yeah. Let's weigh our fists. I don't know. We, we, we were bored. <laughs> I still see her name come up every now and then in the news. That woman, she owes us money. I just... Still around? We, we ran into her at an E3 at one point. Oh! You remember that? When Ro- we like Rooster Teeth was happening, we ran into her. She was working PR for a video game company. And we were like, you! <laughs> You're right! You're, and with interest, that's got to be like 630 bucks at this point. It's a, yeah, it's a lot of money. It's been 20 years. Yeah. Son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We'll just consider the debt paid. It's fine. It's a write-off. We, we, it's it's been more than seven back. years. We've had the story. The stories we've made more than six hundred dollars off the story. I'm sure at this point. We, we do, we're telling the story for the first time right now. We haven't made any money off of it. <laughs> oh no! I'm sure we've told this story before, haven't we? I don't think so. Well, maybe not. <laughs> well, the audience will let us know who's right. This is Anma. This is all new material. Yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> all new, absolutely unheard stuff. From here. Uh, Yeah, weighing your fists. Never talked about. Got it. Now for a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Well, that's how our brains work, so why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life, so it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There's plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps, and there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. I think, you know, we've all been a little more cognizant about therapy the past couple of years with everything going on in the world. And I think it's great that you can get uh, help wherever it's easy for you to. And I think that's one of the great things uh, about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy. It offers video, phone, even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com. 
betterhelp.com slash anima. That's better betterhelp.com slash anima. You know how to spell that, A-N-M-A. We all know what that stands for, right? Anyway, go to betterhelp.com slash anima for 10% off your first month. You were, you were speaking about how there were all there's no weird stuff up north, Eric. Mm-hmm. There really is a lot. I think, it would, yeah. like, to Gus's point, we were just poor and lived down south. But um, have you ever been to Carousel Lounge? Is that the place that's, like, Christmas all the time or something? No, that's Lala's. Also a weird place. Carousel Lounge is, is actually kind of close to Rooster Oh, Teeth. Oh, I, you know, I've never been, but I've driven by it a million times. I've just, I've just never gone in. It's like right off of Cameron, just north of 51st. Yeah. One of my favorite dive bars in Austin. You go inside and the entire thing is painted and set up to look like like a big top. So it's like all carnival themed. There's actually, I don't think it works, but there's a little carousel in it uh, inside. And it's only, it's, it's, it's a setup bar. So it's only beer and wine and you can bring in liquor and then they'll like pour it for you. But it is, from my estimation, only populated with like 80-year-old dudes talking about college basketball and bitching <laughs> about March Madness. 365 days a year somehow. It's, so uh, is it, it's, a, it's a fantastic is it place. worth my time? I like it. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I liked it back when I drank. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a place called, it used to be called Poodle Dog Lounge. I was, I was going to segue uh, right to that. Jason Saldana, who uh, played Tucker on Red vs. Blue and who's come up a, a couple times on this probably already, and who will probably be one of the first guests we ever have. He's got a great story that I'll steal right now, where he, uh, I think it's called the Aristocat, right? Aristocat, it's the Aristocrat right? lounge like now. Yeah, it used to be the Pluto yeah, It's been yeah. changed. But he said he went in there, I think it was all on the same day. He went there one time to meet a friend, and it was three in the afternoon, and there was an old dude, like some haggard old dude and some haggard old lady, literally fucking in the back of, in the bed of a pickup truck in front of it in broad daylight. And then he walked in to meet his friend, got like a beer and they're talking. They decide to play pool. His friend goes to rack up the pool table and he picks up one of the pool balls and it's covered in blood. Like it's been used violently. And he just takes it over to the bartender and goes, uh, and the bartender listens and goes, oh yeah, let me get you a fresh one. And just gives, takes it behind the counter and just gives him another pool ball. It's what that kind of place. It was that what, kind of it place. Was. I don't know what that it is anymore. Fuck. It's actually a cool place. It's, uh, it's really, really cool on the inside. We used it as a bar in uh, the series Crunch Time that oh, Steve released. Yeah. Uh, like at the very beginning of Crunch Time, I play a bartender in that bar. And so if you've ever watched Crunch Time, it's like the bar at the very beginning of, uh, of that series. The other bar you mentioned is kind of up north by, uh, I guess, by Burnett, uh, like Burnett and Anderson area called Lala's. And it's, a, it's kind of a kitschy thing where you go in and it's... it's Christmas year round there. They have it all set up as Christmas. They have it. They have it like <laughs> they have like shit. I used to do like when I was in grade school with Star Wars figures and fishing wire where they have a thing where if you like open the front door, a bunch of ornaments come down and they go mm-hmm. back up because they've got like this little wire system set up when you go to the bathroom and stuff. Um, but the I, I don't know how true this is. But the urban legend has always been that it is designed like Christmas like that because it was just a regular bar and then it was owned by a husband and wife. And sometime in the late 70s on Christmas Eve, the husband got into a car accident and died and the wife continued on with the bar and just decided to make it Christmas 365 days a year. So she left it as it was when he died. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what's always been explained to me. I like it. It's a good story. Good origin story. Not, not, not like a good story that someone died. I, that, I mean, that's terrible. I don't want, I just want to be on the record about Nobody that. Nobody thought that that's what no. you meant. No, just, no I just, one I just thought want to make you sure. meant, what yeah. a great story. <laughs> like, it's always Christmas there as like a love letter to uh, the original owner who died. You know, you're talking about all these uh, like small dive bars, and we would be remiss not to mention Little Longhorn on that list. Another North Austin bar. Yeah, yeah and uh, it, the the... Before I talk about Little Longhorn, I'm going to do an aside here uh, to, to, to Jeff. I saw a TV commercial for Little Longhorn last night. Really? Yeah. They were like, do they refer to it as Little Longhorn or Ginny's? Or? N- no, it's Little Longhorn. Uh, Ginny passed away okay. like last year. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so it's not Ginny's Little Longhorn anymore. But maybe it is. They refer to it as Little Longhorn. Okay. They, they were uh, promoting that they have live music on Tuesdays or something. But in the whole commercial, they never say where Little Longhorn is. <laughs> That's what I was like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you have this commercial where you keep emphasizing this band I've never heard of and the members of the band <laughs> and the name of the bar, but you never say, hey, it's on Burnett. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, Jitty's Little Longhorn's been there forever. Uh, it's on uh, Burnett, south of Anderson, kind of by Houston Street, a little north of North Loop, I guess. Yeah. Their claim to fame is uh, on Sunday. I think it's on, wait, 
I don't know, one day of the week, maybe it's Mondays. One day of the week, I can't remember Sun, now. It's, it's been, Sundays. It's Sunday nights. But they, they can't be open on Sunday. I think they can. Why can't they be open on Sunday? No, no, you're right. It's like Texas has weird liquor laws. I'm just trying to remember. They do, like, but I, I, oh, not I think it might be, not, not like it might be a beer and wine bar anyway. I don't, yeah. I don't remember yeah. if I ever drank alcohol, liquor there. But their, their, their claim to fame was they had chicken shit bingo. Yeah. Which they still do where, yeah, uh, one day of the week, maybe it's Sunday night, maybe whatever. They uh, put a big piece of plywood over the pool table and the plywood has grid. It's like broken down. It's painted into grids and uh, everyone bets money on going to pick a grid coordinate. And uh, then they put a, a chicken in a giant cage on top of the, the plywood and whatever grid coordinate it shits in first, they win. Yep. So whoever put money on that grid coordinate wins, wins the pot, basically. I'm surprised that's not a bigger deal. Like the more people don't do that. Yeah. That, I mean, Little Longhorn's the only place I know that does it. But I mean, that place is, we, we went there before. I feel like that, that is a similar vibe to D and Jim's in that, like, it's like mm. regulars, you know, very basic, going to drink beer out of a can. I, I mean, they have bottles actually, a little Longhorn, but uh, it's not hostile. <laughs> I, did, I never got that hostile feeling like I did at D and Jim's. Uh, little Longhorn was always just like, whatever, you know, show up and they would be the place that Pete Herman would walk into and the record would not scratch. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these bars that you guys just listed are all along, like, I guess what you call the drag on, on like burn it. Right. Like these are all kind of up and down this little like few mile stretch uh, yeah. there on on Burnet. And I feel like Burnet is, again, the only part north where I drive up and down. And I feel like, oh, well, it's because it's where they filmed Daisy Confused. But yeah. like that's that's the part that it's like that's old Austin. Like that feels kind of like the only part that sort of stood the test of time and there's weird stuff that's just sort of still hang like top notch. Mm-hmm. Like those places yeah. aren't everywhere, but they are all on Burnet. That's how it feels. I used to say that that stretch of Burnet and uh, North Loop, we mentioned this in the Epoch episode. There's also a stretch of North Loop that feel mm-hmm. like they retained that old Austin charm and feel. But I feel like that section of Burnet is going through transformation currently and uh, it's losing a lot of that old character and uh, has new character uh, coming in. Yeah, it's definitely amidst the change. The thing that's happening up there is that like a, an old business will get bought out uh, or lease run out and then they'll just bulldoze the whole block and build like a five, six story condo. And that's, it's pretty, I would say like within 15 years, burn, it's just going to be a road of like tall buildings, you know? Yeah. But there is, but you are definitely right, Eric. If if you wanted to come to Austin like tomorrow for the first time ever, and you wanted to experience Austin in the way it was when Gus and I discovered it in the '90s, or you know before, your your best bet is going to be North Loop and and Burnet in that area for yeah. sure. You know, as long as we're on this North Austin kick, this isn't a dive bar necessarily, but I don't think I've ever talked about this on any podcast we've done before. I want to explain why I have beef with P. Terry's. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> P. Terry's is a local burger place uh, here in Austin. And uh, I guess they started in Austin. That's like regional now. Right? They're in San Antonio and Houston and whatever. Like they, yeah, they, yeah. they spread out. The first P. Terry's was, <laughs> I had beef from them from the start. Okay. So the first P. Terry's started as a drive-thru down off of like Lamar and Barton Springs. Uh, it's still like a little mm-hmm. drive-thru down there. And there used to be a snow cone stand <laughs> in that parking lot called Snow Beach that I really liked and I would always go to. And when P. Terry's got popular, they booted Snow Beach out of there. Uh, yeah. So Snow Beach had to move. And I was like, these motherfuckers. I was like, fine, whatever. So then, you know, uh, I would go to the Snow Beach. There used to be a Snow Beach over like at 34th and Guadalupe in the parking lot of a pawn shop. But the pawn shop closed and that Snow Beach is gone. Too. I think the, the only Snow Beach, is there still a Snow Beach on Barton Springs? But I wouldn't go down there. No, there was a snow beach. They put it in after <laughs> this is so dumb, but after the snow beach got shuttered because of fucking P. Terry's, they moved to where the filling station used to be on Barton Springs. That yeah. building got bulldozed and it was just a parking lot. And the, there was the snow beach was there for a while. Then it moved further down Barton Springs and it was across the street, but like one block north of Shady Grove. Yes. Kind of like right over there. And it might still be there. I don't know. That If it's um, there, that's the last one because they had one over yeah. at the fiesta at 38th and 35 but then that one closed and they renamed it snow bunny they just put like bunny ears on top of the snow cone yeah and then there was the one over at the pawn shop but then that one closed Uh, anyway snow beach was always my favorite snow cone place in austin because they they shaved the ice really smooth it wasn't like that chunky snow cone that you get typically it was a very smooth shaved ice anyway i was mad at p terry's because they booted snow beach out from that location that i used to go to all the time 
It's a, the burger's I, fine. I have no, the, the, the burger, <laughs> if anything, the burger's a little too small for me. That's my big complaint about P. Terry's. But I was willing to forgive him because I was willing to, I was able to get my snow beach elsewhere. He was willing to forgive Dude, them. There are, this is bringing up so many memories. I, I don't want to interrupt Gus, but I've got some asides here that are fucking yeah, Go ahead, go ahead. Hilarious. This is a long story, Jeff. I have, he's, I have grievances. He's, he's not kidding about, I, I, if anything, I almost feel like he's underselling the snow beach craze of the late 90s, early 2000s. It was the best. Uh, I guess our early 2000s. I like, it was like, it was a, a phenomenon. Like yeah. Snow Beach opened up and then within like four months, there were like 20 different Snow Beach ripoffs around Austin. It was like, it was like Austin trailer culture before the yeah. trailer thing happened. And we were going to snow, we were going to Snow Beach two or three times a week, yeah. every week. Like we were, we were fucking into it. The thing I was laughing about was, not too late into this, a place called Bananarchy opened up. Oh, God. And Brandon, who were Brandon Farmahini, used to work at Rooster Teeth with us, was obsessed with Bananarchy. And I remember he and Gus would get into heated <laughs> fucking battles over over snow cones versus bananarchy bananarchy so uh, overrated it's the frozen banana covered in chocolate right. who gives a fuck who cares but it just it made me laugh to think about like i've heard you i've heard you <laughs> fight this battle before <laughs> against a, against a certain banana loving man yeah and and what's funny to me is uh, i feel like snow beach resulted in a mini proliferation of snow cone stands around austin which is weird because i feel For like sure casey's predates snow beach but yeah. Casey's has always only had that one location, like at Airport and uh, 51st Street. Casey's is great, too. But Snow Beach, for some reason, it hit and they they built these or they had these trailers all over the place. Maybe it was more convenient. It's easier. That was easier to get to, too. Casey's yeah. is kind of hard. It's kind of situated in a weird way, though. It's hard to it's hard to drive up to. Yeah. Anyway, P. Terry's, their burgers are fine. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with their burgers. I think were, their burgers are maybe a little too small. But my, my favorite burger in town, uh, Jeff, I think you introduced me to this place, and it has been my favorite forever, has been Hilbert's. Mm -hmm. There's still a Hilbert's close to our studio off of Cameron. Really, really love Hilbert's. It's like, they have, like, the Hilbert's has been around since the late 70s, I think. And if you eat at Hilbert's, they've got, like, little, you know, like our story things that, like, they put on the tables inside the restaurant. It's like, their goal when they started was, they wanted to evoke that feeling of like going to your, you know, your, your, your childhood friend's house and his dad's out on the grill, you know, flipping burgers. And, you know, you feel like that's like the greatest burger, like being a young kid and hanging out and just having a burger in someone's backyard. That's always like the feel they've tried to evoke with their, uh, with their burgers. And I think they're excellent. I think they're really good. Uh, Mighty Fine's also really good. Um, I would put Mighty Fine and Hilbert's like neck and neck for best like conventional burgers. Different kind of burgers. But still at their core, very basic. I don't like complicated burgers i don't like sure. like hop dotty i think overcomplicates burgers in my opinion but anyway but the pete the, the peter fuck that place the hilberts i used to like to go to all the time was at lamar like kind of by like lamar and 30th or so yeah and that's the place i first went to hilberts and i would always go there it was like this rundown old building there was like a tiny dining room out front that's where i first had like frank's red hot sauce they would put it out there because they serve they serve wings too and be like oh i'll get little Frank's Red Hot on my burger. One of the charming things about it is it was 20 degrees hotter inside than it was outside <laughs> 365 days a year. It was it could be a positive or a negative depending on the time of the year you went there. And it was everything inside was sticky with 100 years of grease. Like you didn't necessarily yeah. want to sit down, but it was so much ambiance. I, we, I talk about how this pod, I like the audio texture of this podcast. This place had like physical texture, like, uh, yeah. like, like you could feel like the years of, of, uh, of like love and, and, you know, of toiling and work, hard work yeah. that had gone into in this place. You know what's there now? They bulldoze that Hilberts. Do you know what's there now, Eric? <laughs> There's a fucking P. Terry's there now. <laughs> They bulldozed they it to bulldozed build the, it. the second that was their P. Terry's. second location for P. Terry's. They fucking got rid of Snow Beach. I was willing to forgive them. Then they got rid of my favorite burger place in town. They bulldozed the fucking Hilberts and built a P. Terry's there. Hilberts had to move a little west. They moved over like west of Lamar. You know, there's like that little shopping complex by the Randalls over there. It was like an old Taco Bell that they were in for a while, but they had to leave that. And now they're at another, a different old Taco Bell off of Cameron, close to the, close to Rooster Teeth, uh, close to our studio. Uh, so Hilbert's at least still around, but my favorite Hilbert's location got bulldozed to make a fucking P. Terry's. He he's in once again, he is not he's not overselling it. It was <laughs> it was a 
magical place. Like, <laughs> not, not to engage in hyperbole, but uh, it was my very favorite place in Austin. Yeah, when I was there. It was like it was like walking in. You walked into that place, and you were walking into 1945. You were walking into 1970. You were walking into 1985, and you were walking into 2001 all at the same time. And it was like it was like time sandwiched together. It was really fucking awesome. And you and, got a great and, burger. And you got a great, great burger. And mediocre service in a really charming way. <laughs> you know, uh, Hilbert's is interesting because they named it that as an homage to other Austin businesses. Hilbert's is named that because they named it after Hill's Cafe and Burt's Barbecue. Hilbert's is an amalgamation oh. of two other restaurants. They just took two restaurants that they liked, mashed the names together, and it's like, oh, Hilbert's Hamburgers. I had no idea. Yeah. Can you just do that? They did. They've been around <laughs> for 50 years now. Did you? Where was Burt's Barbecue? That's before my time. Burt's Barbecue. You, you were actually here at the time, but Burt's Barbecue used to be over by the university off of MLK, like at the southwest corner of the university. You know how there's that fire station across from, well, it used to be a Taco Cabana. I don't know what it is now, like off of MLK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. on the north side, there's condos and shit there now. There used to be a Burt's Barbecue. That's where Burt's Barbecue used to be. Uh, it burned down like 10, 15 years ago now. Really? Yeah, they may, I feel like I read in the news recently that they reopened. Like, I think they opened a new location like in the last couple months. They may be back, but it's a place that's been gone, that was gone for a long time. I would put Hill's Cafe right at the top of the list of historic Austin restaurants that I couldn't care less about. Yeah, same. It's like it's like thread gills to me. Oh, yeah. thank God. So fucking mediocre. I thought you were gonna be like, this is like what a place. No. This is it. Okay, good. Okay. Hills Cafe, Arts Rib House, fucking Jaime Arts. Spanish Village. Is art still around? No, it's been gone for years. That's what I'm saying. Places that are gone. The yeah. building is still there. Hills building is still there. The sign's still there. I haven't thought about arts in 15 years, maybe? Yeah. Red Gill's so overrated. So Hills, I mean, like, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong necessarily with the food at Hills Cafe, right? It's just like, it's a chicken fried steak. It's fine. It's yeah. nothing It's nothing fancy, you know? Um, it, but it's maybe under-seasoned. That was always my problem with Red Gill's. I felt Red Gill's food was always under-seasoned. And maybe it's the same way at Hills. I don't know. Maybe that's just like that style of cooking. It's not, not my cup of tea. Oh. Mm -hmm. I used to, I used to so go I there every now and then Hills Cafe. For some reason, when I worked, before Rooster Teeth, when I worked at that other company uh, downtown, we would just drive down Congress and go to Hills Cafe every now and then. I don't know why we ever did that. How are you with Hoover's then? The same kind of food. You know how I, I love Hoover's. You all made fun of me when we went to uh, Thunderbird. So you do like Hoover's, but you, so you do like Southern cooking. You just Hoover's like actually knows how to use spice and flavor. Yeah, Hoover's, Hoover's, Hoover's fun. It makes me sick to my tummy. Hoover's is fine. It makes me sick. Awesome. This is heavy, heavy food. Hoover, Hoover's is good. And I don't know, I feel like it's a different approach compared to like Hills Cafe or Threadgills where they didn't season anything. They might, they, they probably never heard of salt at those places. Do you, do you remember when Hoover's for a very brief time had a wing trailer in front of it across the street from it? Like I, I forgot about Cafe that. It's kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I ate the shit out of those wings and that place only lasted like six Dude, months max. Do you remember right in that area, uh, a little east of there, uh, that food trailer Tenderland? Yeah. Yeah. Tenderland was so good. That place has probably been gone 12, 14 years now. I think that place went away like 09, 2010. And it went away and they're like, don't worry, we're just moving. We'll be back. And they never mm -mm. came back. Do you remember what was there before that? It was also fucking great. What was there before Tenderland? Man Bites Doll. Oh, right. Then they moved over to the brick and mortar and then they went away. And then, yeah, they, and right. then they became, they became, I think the brick and mortar turned into, uh, Philly, uh, that Philly cheesesteak place what was it called? Uh, way South so Philly Deli. Way, way South Philly, and it's gone now. That's I think. gone it's too now. Yeah, since gone, yeah. That just closed fairly recently. But Tenderland was a you could buy they all they sold was pork tenderloin sandwiches. But they mm -hmm. would take the tenderloin and they would hammer it out so that it was like bigger than your face. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, like the 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 sandwich, the bun part looked ridiculously tiny. It looked like a tiny hat on a giant head, and the the, the tenderloin <laughs> itself was was fucking massive. And it was so good. I guess it's like something they do in Iowa or someplace. Like uh, it was, it was. I think the the owners were from Iowa or something. It's like uh, like a kind of food that's really popular up there. And they would sell it, you know, from the trailer here for a while. And I I loved going to that place. It was so awesome. I miss that place. Hey, do me a favor. While we're talking about old restaurants and bars and shit, I was remembering this place the other day, and I couldn't. I I wasn't anywhere near it, so I didn't drive over and check it out. But there used to be. 
I think it was a hot dog place, but maybe it's a hot dog place now and it used to be a burger place. Over on the east side, on Cesar Chavez, where we went through a period in Rooster Teeth history, it was when we were in the downtown office, where once a week, I want to say it was on Thursdays, we would have lunch with the audience. And anybody in the Austin area who was in the Rooster Teeth community, if they wanted to come have lunch with us, we were like, we'll be here at noon on Thursday. And like sometimes two people would show up, sometimes 30 people would show up. We didn't do it for... I think we did it for a summer. So we probably yeah. did it like 10 times. But I think we went to that place more and more more often than anywhere else. And I can't remember the name of it. Was it your mom's burgers? Yes, or that's was what it, it was. Something else. It was your mom's. That's what it was called. Yeah. That's that's it totally was, what right? it was. Yeah. Uh Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was over on these. That place was I I have thought about that place since we went there whenever that was back uh 2008, 2007 maybe. Yeah, your mom's burgers. That, they they had like they they would make a thing where they would give you a burger but they would put the cheese inside the meat patty. So then when it cooked, mm-hmm. it was like melty cheese all inside of the burger. You were like it wasn't out uh, spilling around. Uh, so it was like a pocket of like deliciousness. That place was really, that place was good. That place was around for a couple of years. I think they moved to North or to airport maybe for a while and then eventually went under. Um, kind of over where like House Pizza was. I guess it was like Sala and Betty, like kind of that area. Oh, I just read Sala and Betty is closing. Yeah. The, oh, bummer. The, the owner's retiring. It's not like a... <laughs> yeah. It's not, not like a failure a, thing. The owner is yeah. just like, yeah. Uh, you were saying, was it a hot dog place? Is it a hot dog place? It's a hot dog place now called Mission Dog. Mission Dog. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah I, found I only know that just flat track is right. Flat track coffee is like right around the corner from mm-hmm. there. And and I really like, I would love to do an episode from, from flat track, but there's not really a spot where we could probably get away from it. So we'd have to like find something. We could else. just take a quick drive east uh, or south to the river. I mean, it's the funeral home is right next door, so maybe it's probably quiet there. Yeah, we could do that, too. They might not enjoy us laughing. Mission Dog. I've been to Mission Dog a few times. It's. I think it's okay. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a hot dog. I mean, what what else is it going to be? It could be better than <laughs> what I've had there. I get a craving for a good hot dog. One thing that I feel like- I love hot dogs, man. We're like, I feel like I was talking to Eric about this the other day. There's no like place that's not like go-to anymore for like a Chicago-style hot dog uh, in no. town anymore. Uh, like you, you could get those at, at Frank when that was open for, uh, for many years, but now that Frank's gone, I can't, there's no, I think there's like a, a trailer down South called like Wrigley dog or something, but I haven't yes, been there yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That that's like the only place. The place I get my hot dogs from is called dog house, H A U S. And it's pretty good, but they don't have us anything close to a Chicago dog. And it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. It makes me miss Frank a lot, which, uh, Frank was a big part of Roosty too, especially when we lived downtown. It was a, it was kind Worked of a downtown. popular where we worked downtown, uh, it was a popular uh, hot dog restaurant uh, that was next to the original Alamo that was actually a restaurant. I think it was called St- fuck, Starlight before it was. Yeah. I always remember it because Gus had a crush, not Gus, you're Gus. Gavin had a crush on the lady who worked there before it was Frank. And then it closed down and became Frank and that lady wasn't there and Gavin was really sad. But uh, Frank was great because it was where divorced dads went with their kids on Saturday at three in the afternoon. I know because Millie and I went there all the time at three in the afternoon on a Saturday because we'd have our it was like our Saturday hot dog. And it was like you'd look around and be like just a bunch of dudes with their one kid. You know, that was Frank was like Mega 64's favorite place when we come for like RTX. We would always go to Frank and then it closed and we did not know that it closed and we just kept looking for it. Yeah, they uh, (laughs) were like, it's right here. It was right here. They had a bad habit of not paying their taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they tried to expand to like they opened up a place in San Antonio that didn't work yeah. out. And I think that hurt them. Yeah, I for a while, I think for a while, even after Frank closed, the menu at Schultz's Beer Garden was Frank. Oh, really? Like, I think they were I think they were operating the kitchen. And so it was all like Frank stuff. I don't know if that that might still be the case, Dude, but I, I know it was for a while. How long has Schultz's Beer Garden been open? hundred years, maybe. That place has been there forever. It's like. Over there, uh, close to like uh, Texas Chili Parlor, fucking nowhere. It's not even that close to Texas Chili Parlor. It's like five blocks. Yeah, I just always associate it being like in that area. It's really weird that those businesses are out there. Like Texas Chili Parlor is another one of those places that that's been there forever, and like that place shows up in movies and TV shows, and like it's just an iconic location. Do you ever go there? I haven't been there in years. I probably still go there once a month. Really, that place is fine. I just it, it was never like. It never was a big draw to me. It's fine. Uh, I got I got no beef with him. They didn't take my Hilberts away, so I've, they're, they're they're fine in my book. Uh, it looks like if I'm reading this properly, 1866 mm-hmm. is when uh, Schultz's Beer Garden opened. Yeah, that's right. It, interesting thing about Schultz's Beer Garden, and I only know this because Emily knows somebody who like books there. Uh, did you know that there's a, a bowling alley 
at Schultz Beer Garden? No. Yeah. So they had bowling in 1866. Uh, it didn't come till the 1900s. Oh, okay. Uh, was added, but there's like there's like you know you go into Schultz. There's like a it's like a restaurant, and then out back there's is the beer garden. And there's a lot of bands and shit that play there during South by. And then in kind of the back corner, there's like a little two or three story brick building that just looks like storage. Well, on the second floor of that building, it's a bowling alley, like a two lane bowling alley, and it's like interesting, fully preserved as it looks like it did in like the 1960s, still fully functional. I think they rent it out for private events and stuff. We should. Weird. We should definitely look into it someday. Bowling brunch, first Sunday of the month from noon to three. There you go. You make a reservation and you can do a bowling brunch at Schultz. That's huh. crazy. It's one of those things that you just don't know. But yeah. Uh-uh. I don't know why, but you talking about Schultz's beer garden made me think about the Green Mesquite. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a barbecue place over on Barton Springs Road. I never, the, the barbecue was always very mediocre. It was never very good. Is it gone? Haven't they? I thought they closed forever ago. Are they still around? No, 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 no. It's still around. Is it? It's still there. Yeah. 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 Green Mesquite's yeah, Green Mesquite's still there. Why? How? That's a, no, that's I'm, a great I'm question. Right I Right there know. with you, buddy. Right there yeah. with you. I remember once years ago. <laughs> Jeff's already laughing. Once years ago, we were eating there. It was me, Jeff. I think your ex-wife was there, uh, Frank, and I don't remember who else. There might have been other people there as well. Frank joined later, by the way. He, he <laughs> wasn't there the whole time. He just showed up and did this thing, which is, I think, why it was so much more offensive to you. <laughs> oh, that's right. He wasn't there. We were there. Then he, like, showed up. And, uh, like I said, I never really cared for the food there. But they, you could order uh, a Shiner, uh, a beer, and they would give you, like, this giant frozen glass and they pour your shiner in it so it's like really cold really frosty it's like i'm just gonna drink beer and hang out here so i was i uh, had a, a shiner with me and i was i was drinking this beer frank shows up sits down we were like on like picnic tables i'm, I'm sitting on one of them with uh jeff and his ex-wife frank uh like plops himself down across from me sits down looks at my glass and says what's that and i say oh it's a beer it's a shiner and frank really doesn't drink at all he doesn't yeah. drink at all Hates the taste of alcohol, hates the feeling of being drunk, doesn't yeah. want anything to do with beer or alcohol ever. But I guess this beer looked so enticing and delicious that he raised his right pinky into the air, stuck his right pinky into my beer, took it out, and then like sucked uh, the beer off of his right pinky. And I remember just feeling like heat rising in my body <laughs> up to my head, like anger and fury, and just looking at him going, what the f- fuck did you just do? And he goes, oh, that looked really good. I wanted to taste it. And I was like, why did you stick your fucking pinky in my drink? You know, in mi- <laughs> I made him buy me another one. Like I threw that drink away. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know in Men in Black when they get mad at the dog Frank and they're like, Frank! Like that's what, <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like. I, it's like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones yelling at the dog. I'm kind of a germaphobe. I'll admit it. Like, um, I'm kind of a fastidious <laughs> yeah. person. K- kind of? <laughs> to watch Frank come in off the street and stick his dirty ass pinky into my drink, into my beer, and just like lick it off of his finger. Like, I was not having that. I was furious. I was so mad. Yeah, that was, that was one of the, uh, I will never forget that day, uh, because it was, was one of the fastest like incitements to fury I've ever seen <laughs> from you. It was like it was pretty. It was pretty, pretty, he, he pretty fascinating to behold. Just instantly ruined my day. He wasn't there for forty five seconds before you were screaming at him. It was like so fast. Oh man, uh, that that's like the most. Like, that might be the only memory I have of the Green Mesquite. Like the only like concrete. Yeah. This thing happened. The Green Mesquite. Just I haven't, I haven't eaten there in probably twenty years. It's been. I'm I'm shocked to find out it's still open. I'll say this: they got pretty decent pecan pie, uh, a la mode. And uh, there's a level of barbecue in Austin that's like Green Mesquite, Ironworks, places like that that are all about the same. It's like yeah. if you had it, you're like, I don't. It's it was fine. I don't get why everybody fucking goes nuts about Austin barbecue. I think we're we're just very spoiled because there there is such sure. a big barbecue culture especially like if yeah you, like austin barbecue's fine well aside franklin of course everyone goes nuts about franklin micklewaite's great but like the big center of like brisket barbecue culture is like southeast of austin out in lockhart uh where you got places like uh kreitz's smitty's black's barbecue black's is overrated but yeah, yeah black's that's why i like i mean i mentioned them last i think kreitz's and smitty's are just like head and shoulders mm-hmm. above everything else you know, I've been taking uh, piloting lessons for a while. And uh, when I was like learning how to practice, I would do a lot of landings over at Lockhart. And in the Lockhart airport, they've got a sign right next to the runway that says 
barbecue capital of the world. It's just like, welcome to Lockhart 50R, which is their airport code. And it says barbecue capital of the world. Have you, uh, have you been to that place up north? Um, what the fuck is it called? Is it called Satellite? Satellite? No. Up northwest, kind of like 620 area. Oh, um, I've, I've heard of this place. Intergalactic or Galaxy Intergalactic, or Galaxy yeah. Barbecue or something. Uh, Texas Monthly just just released their list of best barbecue restaurants in the state, of which Austin kind of got hammered. We only got a few, uh, and Lockhart didn't have any uh, That's at all anymore. Well, the, the the point was they're saying like the level has been raised so quickly gotcha. s- across the state that they're not doing anything to innovate in Lockhart, and of course they're not going to because they don't need to. Do. They, just, they just make fucking good ass barbecue. Yeah. Inter- but that, but that Interstellar. Inter- Interstellar. That place was listed uh, as the second best barbecue restaurant in Texas, I believe. That's my second favorite so, Christopher Nolan movie too. <laughs> so I've never seen either Interstellar or eaten at the barbecue place. Oh, so great movie. maybe we should have an Interstellar Interstellar party. One yeah, um, I've been meaning to check it out because supposedly it's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think I saw it on that same list you did. I, I've never been out there. That's Let's be honest, it's kind of a haul. That's kind of far. Uh, yeah, it's up there. Uh, from here. Uh, yeah, if you normally if you drive out there, you're going to eat shitty food at the Oasis. <laughs> uh, that's all I think about out <laughs> in that area. I find myself up there uh, fairly often because uh, it's not... There's a Trader Joe's up there uh, that my girlfriend likes, and then also the baseball card shop's kind of up that way. Oh, so. okay. There's, like, there's, there's other Trader Joe's way closer. I agree. You can probably get cards at a bunch of different places, too. I um, wish you could. <laughs> There you go. Uh, We're kind of getting on to time here, so uh, I want to wrap it up. This was a – look, I know we did it in remote, and I know that's not ideal. I don't think we would have gotten an episode like this had it not been remote because I think Hmm. it would have jogged memories in terms of the area Mm. that we Mm -hmm. were in. But you guys going in a direction of food was, to me, super interesting. Like – hearing about all these restaurants and you're like oh i want to go there it's closed oh, fuck so it was just that uh for about an hour which is nice um, <laughs> i don't even think we scratched the surface either the only restaurants yeah. that are still open we bashed we like bad yeah, exactly, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you didn't even get to hear gus bitch about nighthawk closing dude are you want to- oh no, I, I, do you want me to write it down for future topics yes, yes. yeah hawk closing got it i wrote God. it down um okay as we as we wrap it up uh jeff do you have any guesses on the name for anma a new musical adventure. The Nighthawk also ended up on Burnett. It ended up on Burnett, and then it closed. Yeah. Uh, right. a, a new musical adventure, is that what you said? Yeah. No, no, that's not it. Okay, so I am, I'm digging around to see if I feel like there are any good guesses. I think it's this one. I think Bonnie Bear in the subreddit got it. Anatomically accurate. Ooh. That's a good one. No, that's not that's it. A great that, one. That's a good one. That's really oh. good. Well, sorry, Bonnie Bear. That was I. That was I thought fantastic. I thought that was a very, very good guess. People at work have started pulling me aside and saying, "Hey, I've got a guess. Can I tell you?" And I've I always serious? Have to, yeah, I have to be like, "Listen, if you guess it, do you really want me to tell you right now? Because this is going to be really anticlimactic if you like you just pulled me aside in the hall and you're asking me right now." So, <laughs> if someone at work pulls me aside and guesses it, do I have to report back? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I, I would prefer, I'd like to hear the wrong guesses too. Just tell them to oh. slack me whatever their guess is so that way I have it on hand. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Uh, yeah, and I think that'll be good. So, well, uh, if you guys want to follow us at Animal Podcast, uh, you can do that. But also, hopefully we have some merch coming out eventually. Uh, I think that the stuff that we got sent, the stuff that we saw this week from our design team oh, was yeah. fucking cool. Like, yeah, and... We've got the new Slingo shirt coming out pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) Slingo. Gotta keep up with the Slingo. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Honestly, I want to make that a thing now. I think that sounds cool as hell. Slingo. Oh, man. Uh, well, this was a this is a great episode of this podcast. I love doing Anma, and and I was kind of like looking forward to it all day. So this is a fun way to cap off a little Friday going into the weekend. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any parting words? Uh, anything to leave people with as we wrap up this episode? Uh, eat at Hilberts. Keep all your blinds closed because when ERCOT cuts the power, you're going to need to keep it as dark and cool as possible in your domiciles. Uh, that's that's a good call. There you go. All right. Well, thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.